we're back with another Clear Eyes Full Shelves podcast, and today we have a very special topic, um, because it's come to our attention that many, many of our readers and Twitter friends and people we know in life do not have an appropriate appreciation for the incredibleness of a movie that Laura and I both love, and that would be... Battleship. Battleship. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought that we would take some time to debunk the malicious um, maligning of this incredible <laughs> um, Taylor Kitsch vehicle. Yes. And so I we we hope you'll stick with us through this um, very important discussion of this timely issue. Right? Yes. Has everyone like, oh my god! They probably already turned it off by now. They're like, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I mean, I think I I have a weird love for kind of like 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 awesome terrible movies. Yes, because I think there's actually an art to the awesome terrible movie. I agree with you. You know, and there's a I think Battleship definitely falls into that Battleship is in that tradition of the awesome terrible movie. Very interesting that Taylor Kish stars in this with the last name and Yeah, I did too, actually. I hadn't thought of it that way. Taylor Kish stars in like a kishy action. Yeah. (laughs) And really I think Taylor Kish is like the perfect actor to carry the terrible awesome movie. Yes. In a lot of ways. Because, I mean, he he's not the best actor. Yes, but he... But we love him anyway. And he's good at playing Taylor Kish. Yes, he, he's good at, like, the guy with the heart of gold who has issues and needs mm-hmm. to work through that. You know what I mean? Like, somebody tried to compare him to Tom Cruise as Maverick in Top Gun, and quite frankly, I think Taylor Kitsch really blows him out of the water. Here I would agree movie. with you. I, I actually think Taylor Kitsch is a better actor than Tom I have problems. <laughs> I have issues with Tom Cruise. Like, I and I long, cannot take him seriously. I can't either. I have long-standing issues with Tom Cruise. Yes. And he just... And does anybody else find it very, very um, (laughs) suspicious about how he first appeared in The Outsiders and his teeth were terrible, and the next time he showed up in movies, his teeth were fine? I assume they're caps, right? I don't know what else it could be. Yeah, I have I have a lot of issues with Maybe him he's in just using dentures now. I don't know. Oh my goodness, I bet he is. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, I hope that's the truth. I hope that comes out, like, in some, like, Nicole Kidman writes a tell-all The next time he jumps up and down on a couch, his dentures will fall out or something. I don't know. He just, like, there's some, he he creeps me out. I can't, I don't take him seriously. Whenever I see a movie with him, I see Tom Cruise. And I I don't see the character he's playing, and the one exception to this is the movie Magnolia. Oh, I forgot he was in that. Yeah. Um, See, he because he actually convinced you. Yeah, of his that's true. Because that every because I get we saw we were we live really near a um, movie theater, and so we often walk down and go see whatever's playing at the theater, unless it's something like um, The Hobbit. And um, I'm sorry, I'm kind of a Hobbit hater. And um, <laughs> there was some I can't remember what the advertisement was for, but it was like some kind of sci-fi action flick. And like I was like, oh, this looks cool. And then I was like. Damn it, it's a Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise movie. movie. <laughs> because, like, I can't see 
I can't see beyond movie, the Tom like, Cruise-ness like the of whole, Tom Cruise. I can't either. I mean? And it's like, I was so annoyed because the movie looked kind of cool, whatever it was. There was like spaceships and He's done all, explosions. He's done one of those movies, yeah. so I can't tell you what it is. And yeah, I can't either. And like, you know, it just looked neat, like shiny stuff. And, um, and like, we got out of the, the movie that we were seeing, and my husband turns to me and says, he's like, man, that movie in the previews looked really cool until Tom Cruise appeared. Yes. So it's just, it's sort of funny how I know, it's like of, everything appealing just screeches to a I know, because that was the way Tom I felt Cruise like, Yeah, yeah. Did you like my, did you like my sound effects? Yes. Because I think that was pretty, I'm pretty proud of that. Um, anyway... I actually have a lot of opinions on movies ever since I started. I, I was never, like, a movie person. <laughs> like, I like movies, but I was never, like, a, like, I don't know, like, a movie nerd or whatever. And then we moved into this neighborhood that has this movie theater. And so we just go see whatever is right there because it's, like, yeah, it's, like, relatively cheap. It's, you know. Really good popcorn. Really good popcorn. This With is, real The butter. Roseway Theater oh. in Portland. Not the same thing as the, um, what's the one that has all the hip-hop concerts? The Roseland. The Roseland, yeah. Totally different. I really confused <laughs> someone once explaining that I like to go to the Roseway to see movies, and they thought I meant the Roseland, which is where you want to see go if you want to see, like, Moe's Death perform. Totally different. Um, but they have... <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with wanting to go see no, Moe's Death perform. No, I went to the Moe's Death concert. Yeah. Um... But it was, which was actually, like, kind of a whole weird experience, going to a hip-hop concert in Portland, Oregon, I'm just gonna say. Like... Very odd experience. The people were just went to one recently. Did he? Did he report on people hippie dancing at the hip hop concert with the arms and the <laughs> Sarah is hippie dancing as we speak. No, if you go to anywhere where there's music playing in Portland, there will be some woman like at the front doing this twirly arm thing. Yes. No matter what sort of music, like you think, okay, it's a folk, it's folk music. You kind of expect that, you know. Yes. No, any sort of music. Someone will, some woman in a long flowy skirt will be doing this thing. Yes, I know what you're talking it's about. It's so weird. <laughs> it's like, I can't go to the concerts at the zoo because like there's so many people doing that. It's like the this hippie dancing. Yes, it's like yeah. this mass thing of everybody like, woo! <laughs> That's not even, like, no! No! <laughs> I mean, I've been to music festivals where that is appropriate, and I think there are also musical venues where that is not appropriate. Like, if you're at a Fish concert, I mean, yes. you have a whole lot of other issues. Yeah, anyway. at, but, or at the Bonnaroo Festival, yeah. which I went to a really long time ago. I went to the second Bonnaroo. I would like to put that out there. <laughs> because I went to Bonnaroo before it was like... <laughs> The really popular thing to do. I just want to put that out there. Is that I you are, you know, I mean, but really, Laura, you are a trendsetter. Yes. You're not a trend follower. Yeah. I would agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to Battleship. So, yeah, and, and speaking, really, I mean, our goal is to set the trend of Battleship being, like, the cool movie to, yes. to love. And we're, you know, there are some people whose opinions that I respect who agree with us. So, there are. I mean... I don't know if any of you uh, read Mother Jones at all. Oh, yeah. But there are many people on the Mother Jones staff who are very big fans of Battleship, and these are very intelligent people, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Richard Lawson, who used to write for the Atlantic, but now writes for Vanity Fair. Mm-hmm. Like, very respected um, media critic and general sort of cultural commentator. Mm-hmm. Like he has, a, he's a big fan of Battleship. Your beloved EW Entertainment Weekly. Yes. They had a positive review of Battleship. They did, actually. I totally forgot about that. I was doing, I, when I was reading about Battleship and preparation, I researched for this podcast, and, y'all. Yeah, and <laughs> probably more than you do for any of our other podcasts. Because watching Battleship, like, five times was not enough for this podcast. So, actually, so. we should back up. So, Laura and I saw Battleship in the theater. Twice. Not once, but twice. Yes. We saw it in the first run theater. And then because we, okay, it was really funny when we saw it in the theater, because first of all, that was when I taught you about my Slurpee assembly technique. Yes, I know how to... Properly assemble a Slurpee now. Yes, and it really is an assembly process. Yeah. You, so you need to... You there get, is an art to Slurpee you gotta, assembly. First of all, if you're not putting the lid on when you're making the Slurpee, like, you need to go, like, get some remedial Slurpee education, because I did see someone do that at the mall <laughs> recently, and I was just like, that's not right! Um, don't you want to maximize your, your slurpee, slurpee experience? <laughs> and so then you, so you gotta start with the lid on it, and then you put, you fill it like a quarter full, and then you tap, tap, tap the cup on the counter so it tamps down, so you have a good foundation for the slurpee. And then you can actually start layering, like if you want to do a multi-flavored slurpee, so you can layer the fla- flavors, but if you just want to do even a single flavor, you need to kind of do about two inches of slurpee at a time after that. And let's just keep tap, tap, tapping after you do those two inches until you get to the top. And that way you get really, a, like, probably, I'd say, three times as much Slurpee. You get a lot more cup. Slurpee, you know. And you don't get those sort of air pockets. Yeah. It's, it's really, I mean, once you do it, that, see, I grew up in this small town, and there was nothing to do in my small town except for to go to 7-Eleven and get Slurpees. Like, literally, there was, like, like once football season was over, there was nothing else to do in town. There was no movie theater. There was no... There's a movie theater and a Starbucks there now. I know, yeah. but there was no movie theater. There was no coffee shop. There was no anything. Like, you could go, like, if you were, like, one of the kids who was, like, into partying, you could go party on the old railroad tracks. Or if you were one of the kids who wasn't into partying, you could go get Slurpees. So... I mean, this was like, Guess which category Sarah Yeah, shocker, I was in the Slurpee crowd. And not the train track partying crowd. Yeah, and so, I mean, there was really nothing to do. <laughs> so, I grew up just like, I don't know who showed me how to assemble a Slurpee. It might have been, like, my friend Marcus, who was a couple years older than me. Like, maybe he taught me, because he was usually the one who we made drive, because none of us had licenses at that point. So, mm. yeah, that was actually kind of awful of us, because he was in love with my other friend, and she just used him for his license. I think she's like we kind of might have exploited that for <laughs> transportation. <laughs> now that I think about it, <laughs> anyway, done something like that, right? I mean, yeah, but we're still friends, so you know. Um, but anyway, that was where maybe I maybe you won't be if he listens to this. I, I'm pretty sure he doesn't. <laughs> so anyway, we um, that I learned how to make a slurpee properly when I was like in ninth grade, and I feel like this is an important bit of wisdom I can impart on the world. Yes. I'm shocked at how many people don't know how yes. to properly... So anyway, I taught Laura so, how to... Uh, she taught me how to do this, which, you know, so even if I hadn't liked the movie Battleship, it would have been worth it. It would have been an important moment in your life. a Slurpee. Yeah. And I have definitely taken advantage of this 
And I bet you dazzle people with your slurpy skills, don't you? I don't. Or no one's that impressed with it, are they? I don't know that anyone's actually paid attention. But if they were to pay attention, they they'd would be, be impressed. impressed. <laughs> so, and then we saw it again at the second run theater. I think that assembling a Slurpee is just as impressive as the fact that I can do a sow-cow loop combination and ice skating, quite frankly. <laughs> so, I like how you worked in that announcement that you can do a sow-cow loop combination and ice skating. I've been working very hard on this, and I'm very proud of myself. How many so. days a week are you ice skating? On Five. Average? That's a lot of ice skating. Wow. You're going to be, like, able to kick everyone's ass pretty soon if you keep that up. Yeah, it's a little bit awkward because I've been taking this adult class on Saturday mornings, mm-hmm. and... You're better than everyone, aren't you? Basically. I'm shocked, Laura. You would be better than everyone. But I just really want to, like, make sure that I'm doing things correctly, which is why I'm taking this class. And private coaching is really expensive. I can't afford private coaching. So my only way to get any sort of feedback from somebody who really knows what they're doing is to take this class, which is way cheaper than private. Thirty-seven fifty for a half-hour lesson is too much money. Like, I cannot afford that. So Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I understand why it's that expensive, but ouch. Yeah, and you're not, like, preparing for the Olympics in, like, 2018 or anything. I don't know when the Winter Olympics... Oh, crap, I think the Winter Olympics are coming up in, like, a month. Yes, they are. Get on that, Laura! You're never going to make the team! (laughs) Not really ever been my goal. (laughs) That was nice, though. I appreciate how you worked that right in so everyone knows that you can do it. I think slurpy skills are comparable, though. They really are. Yeah, it was a sow-cow-toe-loop combination. Sow-cow-loop. I can also do a sockel loop toe loop. That's pretty good. Wow. You haven't been back skating that long, really. Couple months. That's pretty impressive. Wow. Go you. <laughs> I like it. That helps. Um anyway, but uh Actually, that was also when we got, people kept looking at us funny for inappropriate laughter when we saw. I don't really understand how we were the ones being inappropriate when they were the ones not laughing at the funny I know, it's like, if you don't understand the funny, like, the jokes, then, like, I kind of feel like that's your problem. Yeah. You know? Um, but, uh. And clearly these people have not watched Friday Night Lights, because if they had, they would have found this movie... A lot more entertaining the way that Sarah and I did. Anyway, but one yeah. of the big things I think we need to talk about is how Battleship Peter Berg, who is he was the, the creator, creator of Friday, Friday Night, Night Lights. Lights. Okay, so he is the director of Battleship, yep. and I think that his commitment to making Battleship a Big budget Friday Night Lights fan fiction movie is very impressive. I do too. I really, I think, I mean, if we look at the casting of Battleship, first of all. Yes. There's like a strong correlation between each Friday Night Lights character. There is. So we look at, like, it's basically Tim Riggins fights aliens. Like that's, I mean, that's, if you think about it that way. And the first scene of Battleship is you can't even tell the difference. It looks like a scene from Friday Night Lights. Yeah, because Tim Riggins with the hair to the chin, mm-hmm. 
Drinking beer at a bar. Like a sketchy bar. Yeah. Poorly lit, trying to impress Having his older brother lecture him about the direction about, of his life. Exactly. It's it's total, and then he tries to steal the whole premise, the, the hook of Battleship, I guess, for lack of a better word, is that creates the story is that Tim Riggins steals a chicken burrito to impress a girl, and then is forced by his older brother to join the Navy. Right? I mean, it yes, might, I that's mean, pretty there, much what it is. Yeah. And because the girl that he's trying to impress just happens to be the daughter of <laughs> the Admiral of the Pacific Naval Fleet for the United States, played by Liam Neeson. Who doesn't even bother to do an American accent. You know, I think this is a really great thing that, you know, I think this movie is very diverse. You know, honestly, it is. It's a very diverse <laughs> movie, and you know, if you say that you have a Barbadian accent like Rihanna. Yeah. And this movie will not take away your dream of becoming a naval gunner like Rihanna in this movie. <laughs> I kind of love Rihanna in this movie. She's she's not good but at acting. She's obviously the Thai, the Thai correlation. And Liam Neeson would be the coach Eric Taylor. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's actually kind of a travesty that Kyle Chandler wasn't cast in that role, but that probably would have been pushing the FNL fanfiction yeah. too far. I think Brooklyn Decker is supposed to be Lila Garrity. I assume Brooklyn Decker is supposed Especially to be Lila. And Lila Garrity played that therapist role on Parenthood. Yes, so. I think that's definitely, I think that's Brooklyn Decker is definitely supposed to be Lila Garrity. And then Landry is Landry, but not as academically inclined. Yeah, it's like, so it's like if Landry got... If Landry was not academically inclined in Friday Night Lights, then this is what he would have been doing. Yeah, and one of my favorite scenes is when Landry, so they catch an alien, (laughs) as happens when you're on a Navy ship, and they catch... They didn't punch it and say, welcome to Earth, though. No, they didn't. (laughs) So they catch an alien, and um, Landry's a little freaked out by the alien, and when Tim walks into... Because Tim ends up being uh, the, the highest ranking the... officer on the lone battleship that can fight the aliens. Okay? Right. And so they catch an alien and Tim walks in and Landry like awkwardly gestures at the alien like, <laughs> we found an alien and it's the most amazing scene. And that was, I think, actually the scene where we burst out laughing really loudly and we had, those guys gave us the dirty look. Well, we also laughed during the scene when, not to be disrespectful to World War II veterans because they actually used World War they II were, veterans I love the World movie, War II and veterans I think that is that awesome. But there's a scene where they have to kind of make Battleship that has been decommissioned, mm-hmm. operational again, and they get the aid of World These War II older, veterans, yes. and they do it to an ACDC. <laughs> I love that. That is my favorite. <laughs> and then uh, Tim Riggins, of course, still manages to look really hot in slow He's motion. Slow motion running, and the best thing is the lights. The lights and the old battleship turned on, and Tim Riggins turns around and smirks at the camera yes. and nods. And it's such a like, it's such a Tim Riggins moment. <laughs> it's so fantastic. 
it's really, like, I will see if I can find a YouTube of that scene, because it's incredible. You know, it's kind of annoying that the internet, there doesn't seem like to be, like, a fan community around Battleship. I know. Because there's, really like, very little Battleship on Tumblr. Yeah. There's, like, hardly any YouTubes of Battleship. Like, I don't understand, like, yes. why there's not, like, because there's a fan community around Pacific Rim, and Battleship, controversial opinion alert, is a far more entertaining movie than Pacific Rim. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's true. I can't speak to this because I haven't seen Pacific Rim yet, but I do know that I love Battleship. <laughs> so other really smart things about Battleship. That the I don't soccer know, scene. The soccer scene at the beginning. There's a soccer scene. Which is basically just like... Tim Riggins and Landry play soccer. Yeah. And So it kind of correlates. I mean, obviously because soccer is not as awesome as American football. <laughs> that could be a controversial opinion, but I'm sticking to it. Uh, but it kind of, they kind of have this moment where it kind of correlates to, like, when the Dylan Panthers or the Lions are trying to come back at the last second and win the game, which just seems to be what happened in every game they played. Yes. Except for the one that the Lions had to forfeit. At the yeah, the well, it four. also happened in the, the game that we didn't see... Um, that happened at the, that, um, in which Smash was hurt. Um, yes. That is when they went to the States, they got to the semifinals. Yeah. And so that. That didn't work out. But yeah. we didn't see that one. So anyway, so the Tim Riggins, uh, ends up getting pummeled by somebody on the Japanese Navy because yeah. all of these people just, all of these naval things happen to be gathered for something called RIMPAC, which I found out is a real thing that happens. Oh, is it? Every few years, yeah. They do naval exercises in conjunction with other, with oh, their wow. allied naval forces. You and really did research yes, this. And some navies are not allowed to participate, but they're allowed to watch. So people that are not so friendly with the U.S., I guess, but... Well, uh, anyway, so this is actually a real thing that happened, the rim pack exercises. Though, to the best of our knowledge, it's never been, um, aliens have never gotten involved no, in this. No, okay. as far as I know, that hasn't happened. But, yeah, so, Tim Riggins has, like, a little tiff with one of the Japanese people, you know, and then yeah, they're like, they end up becoming... They have a beef. They end up having... Uh, so, yeah, Tim Riggins has a bloody nose, and he has to try to shoot a penalty shot, and it doesn't work out. But, you know, but, of course, they end up kind of reconciling by the end of the film. Which They're kind of closes, like, the Pearl Harbor loop. animosity yeah. loop there. It's it's pretty spectacular. Yes. I, I have to say. Um, <laughs> that movie, I love that movie so much. <laughs> Other very smart things are how they actually incorporate it. Okay, so... Actually played Battleship the board game. Who hasn't played Battleship the board game? Like, if you guys have played it, then you know that there's not necessarily like a plot to the game. Yeah, no, they, it's literally like it's like it's like quadrant. Like, yeah, it's it's coordinates. And if your battleship is in that coordinate, then and someone yeah, and certain battleships can take more hits than others. So, anyways, this movie. <laughs> to incorporate that the grid in a scene of the movie so they're basically actually playing battleship it's a little bit fancier because they're using like radar radar type things but it's the same basic idea where they're tracking something using a grid and trying to use process of elimination to like hit their enemy 
So I thought that was pretty yeah, smart of them to the find only, a way to incorporate that. But they never said they you say never my said you sank my battleship. And that I guess kind of in their battleship actually does get sank the first one. Yeah. So I mean, oh my god, they should have had Ascar say that when he was dying. They should have. They should have been like, "You sank my battleship." Yeah. Spoiler alert: Alexander Skarsgård is actually in the movie, but not in it for all that long. Yeah. Um, he does manage to have to play soccer and have a shirtless scene. Yes, of how course. Because how can you have Ace in a movie and, without a shirtless scene? Tim, There's no point in going Tim to see that movie. have a shirtless scene, too? Of course he does. At the beginning when yeah. he's getting dunked in ice? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there, I mean, there's really, I mean, what we're saying is there's something for everyone. Yes. In Battleship. And, I mean, I feel like it's kind of an, I, this is my contention, it's sort of an homage to action movies. Yes, I I was agree. arguing with a friend of mine last week, this is actually kind of how this pro- got prompted, <laughs> who was like, I really need, I need a movie to watch, and like, to me, it's like, always Battleship. Like. Yes. Because what I always did, like, do you have you watched Battleship? You know, because obviously if you haven't, you need to fix that. Yes, and Sarah can help y'all with that because she has a DVD that I bought her for her birthday last That's year. That's true. And a I, can also, DVD. I can also access it on my phone at any time. Yes. Because it's, it's stored in the cloud. Yes. So, I mean. Which I thought was a big part of the appeal of that DVD that I And didn't you. I say at my, like, birthday dinner, I said, oh my goodness, now I can have Battleship with me all the time. Yes, and for some reason, your husband seemed horrified. Yeah, quite aghast at well, that notion. And I'll notion. say to him sometimes, like, like, oh, we should watch Battleship, and he'll look terrified. And I don't really understand, like, he seems to think that's, like, a strange thing to suggest. I'm a little bit confused by that. You think that he, it's like he wants to watch, like, quality television or something. I don't get it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really understand. I don't either. understand either, and... So I was telling my friend, I'm like, oh, you should watch Battleship. And he was like, he laughed like I was joking. Yes, and when and we announced that we were going to do this podcast yes, on Twitter, there were people who seemed like very Multiple people who were like, ha, ha, ha. No, they were like, ha, ha. Or they were like, ew. Or, or, um, what? Yes. Yes. We did just get a <laughs> what. <laughs> No, what spelled W-2-T, which yeah. of course is the correct spelling of what on Twitter. And so, I mean, and I just, I don't understand why people think we're joking when we talk about our enthusiasm for this movie, because it's spectacular. No, we're not joking at all. Yeah, it's it's not like we're trying to be like, sort of like, ironic hipsters or anything either, it's just... Ew. Yeah, I know. And so... Do I, you people know us at all? <laughs> so, like, my friend I was trying to convince to watch Battleship, like, he was... He really thought I was, like, joking and, like, not being serious. And while I'm trying to explain this to my friend, my husband was standing behind me going, like, No, don't do it. Don't watch it. So I don't even know, like, what is wrong with people. I don't really understand why people, like, think it's, like, one of the worst movies ever. Because I have seen I way, way worse. I worse Prometheus. Movies. Yes. Prometheus and is... Everybody was like, Prometheus, oh, no. Ridley Scott is so smart. No. 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 Prometheus, don't watch that movie. Prometheus is honestly probably the absolute worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah, I have many problems with that movie. I am not... I, I mean, I really can't think of a movie that I hated <laughs> as much as I hated <laughs> Prometheus. And, like, can we talk about how my husband tricked us into seeing Prometheus? Yes. By telling, I think we should. By telling us that Alexander Skarsgård was in it. Yes. Because he had him confused with Michael Fassbender. Not that, 
there's anything wrong with Michael Fassbender. But they're not, not the, the same, same person. person. Not at all. Also, <laughs> he was like, Idris Elba is in it. Idris Elba is in that movie for like five minutes. Yeah. He doesn't have any good lines. He's wearing these like super baggy cargo pants the whole time. Like, yeah, I don't really. I mean, at least like he did get me to go to see Pacific Rim because Idris Elba's in it, and Idris yeah. Elba is like kind of like one of the main characters. So I mean, he has like this really great line in Pacific Rim. He has the best line where he stands up there and he's wearing like this like outfit and he's like looks all authoritative and he's like, "Today we are canceling the apocalypse." Oh, is that? That sounds like the Independence Day kind it of thing. It kind of is, Like, actually. they're kind of making fun of I think they kind of were. Today is our Independence Day! Yeah, it was kind of okay, like yeah. that. It was very much, and, um... Oh, can we talk about how Battleship does that, too, where Tim Riggins is like, we're all gonna die someday, but not, not today. today! I love those lines in movies. Yeah. I always, like, kind of laugh and clap. <laughs> and again, that's another one of those things where... And then Tim Riggins does this really clever thing where the battleship turns. Yeah, he's like, steers the battleship quite nimbly, which I don't think it's possible, actually. I, I wonder about I don't the know enough about um, science in this movie. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> that was cute there. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, technically, this movie is described as, let's see, how does Wikipedia put it? An American science fiction military war film. But I don't really agree with the science yeah, fiction Yeah, I don't think it's science fiction either. I think it's it's an, it's an action-adventure movie. Yeah. Like, in sort of the best sense of the word. You know. So, and then... I really think that Peter Berg was also very smart in this movie because, okay, so, who has seen that movie, Signs, by, it was directed by the guy who did The Sixth Sense? M. Night Shyamalan? Yes. Yes. However you pronounce his name. Anyway, yeah. I don't really want to butcher it, so I'm not going to try to say it. Did but I anyway, butcher so it? there's this movie that is made where aliens come to Earth, and it turns out that their weakness... Is water. That's a bitch. Okay. I mean, so really. you come to Earth where pretty much every being and the whole planet is, like, water Full dependent. of water. So yeah. all, are you saying all I have to do is, like, spit on the alien and it will die? Why would you, why would an alien want to come to Earth? Like, honestly, what kind of resource would this a higher life form, as you would assume aliens who come to this planet would be? Yes. Because it's, like, takes a lot of, it's hard to develop, you know, intergalactic The technology that could get here to um, do such a thing. You'd think that these would be aliens who also had, like, meters or something to see how much water Yeah, was. to see if, you know, basically everything on the planet could kill like you. Like kind of a Geiger counter, but for yes. water. Yes, okay. This, so yeah. in Battleship, they kind of make fun of this concept by having the aliens be very sensitive to light. Yes, the aliens have to wear sunglasses all the time. Basically, yes. Yes. Which is hilarious. They have, like, big helmet sunglasses They have, like, this on. big sunglasses thing. Yes, and they're basically like lizards, which um, our beloved Landry discovers in this movie. Yeah. And, um, there, yeah, that was actually a pretty good, like, I'm, there are so many shout-outs to other movies. Yes, but I really this. like how he kind of makes fun of Signs, because... That movie's bad. Yeah, and just... It's stupid. Yeah, like, I mean, similar to Signs, why would an alien come to a planet where basically 
life revolves around the sun. This is true. And light. Oh, excuse me. And quite frankly, I'm not sure how you would ever even come into being without being able to live on a planet without light. Right, but because that's a totally different yeah, issue. I mean, because, I mean, alien. You know, that's just a different issue. Yeah, I mean, so. because I think if you, I'm trying to talk about science again, yeah, and that's just not because really because you would really here. like, like, yeah, I don't know how that would work because yeah. you'd have to be kind of far, far away from your sun, yeah. to avoid the sun. But then it'd be really cold. How would it be warm enough for you to support yeah. life? And, and like, then, well, aren't lizards reptiles that kind of need to lay, lay out in, in the, the sun? sun? Yeah, there's some sketchy science in the aliens. Science. Air quote. Quote, unquote. Yeah, so it, really, it's not a sci-fi movie at all. It's an action-adventure yes. movie. It just, like, and the bad guys just happen to be aliens. Yes. I think that's probably the a- best. Yeah, and they're aliens who... You know, cannot abide by sunlight, which the humans are able to figure out and use to their advantage because they are scrappy, like the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is an ongoing joke in Portland to call the Portland Trailblazers scrappy. Yes, I'm sure everyone is like super interested in that. Yes, well, whatever. I know this podcast is not about them. <laughs> an entire podcast to the movie Battleship. It's obviously not about them. So. Yeah, no, that's No true. offense, y'all. No, I'm sorry. Thank you for listening. Yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> thank you for listening. We very much appreciate it. Anyway. Can we also talk about Gregory D. Gadson, who was our Iraq War? Yes, MCG. you know more about him than I do, so... Uh, so, uh, one of the subplots in Battleship is that Brooklyn Decker, this is adorable, Brooklyn Decker is a physical therapist. Yes. Super cute. This is also part of our quote-unquote science. Yes. <laughs> uh, and one of her, uh, uh, is it a patient? Would you call him a yeah, patient? Yeah, one yeah, of her so patients. one of her patients is played by Gregory D. Gadsden. And in this movie, I'm like, wow, this guy is really convincing as a double amputee, yeah. you know? Because he Cause really he has no, honestly, like, beneath the knees. And, and I was just like, man, these special effects of him being a double amputee are he's awesome. He's actually quite good in this movie. Yes, actually, he's better than Rihanna. Anyways, well. no offense, Rihanna. Uh, but, so, anyways, I Google him. I'm just like, I wonder what else he's been in. Why haven't I ever seen him? He's very distinctive looking. Yes, he you is. Know, very, you would remember his yeah. face. And it turns out that he's not been in anything else because he is actually an active member of the U.S. Army who lost his life in Iraq. Yeah. And so there weren't any special effects for his legs because he actually has no legs well, beneath the knees. And that's something I actually really appreciate about Battleship is, like, there's there's this, in, like, like, there's this surprising level of respect for the u.s military yeah yes. and for like war veterans and yes. like and i i really appreciate that peter Berg did that and yeah. i don't think that that movie gets enough credit for that to be quite no, honest most people don't even know about it like when the when you know like when the world war ii veterans are like i love that scene. like i love that scene when the older <laughs> men come out like i love that and then they have to like train everyone and how to how do to use the, the old fa- how to do things the old way like yeah. i love that they're able to train rihanna in the old way of doing the using the gun and using the coordinates yes. and the old manual system and they're I- able to train her into doing this in like five minutes 
Yeah, but I wouldn't be able to do that for Rihanna in less than five minutes, but an actual World War II vet. Come on, guys. Yeah, so I I love that. I actually love that part. But there's a lot of little touches like that that I really appreciated. And I know it sounds cheesy, but oh well. I don't care. Yep. No, I agree with you. So, I mean, I think it's really obvious in this movie that Peter Berg really loves America. Yes. And I think it really shows... Yeah, and you know, I I really appreciate um, the Richard Lawson article I mentioned when he wrote about Battleship. Um, Like, he talked about how, like, he hadn't had so much fun watching a movie as he had watching Battleship in a really, really long time, and, like, that's why he enjoyed it so much, because it was just, like, straight up fun. Yeah. And, like, I think there's a lot to be... I think that's all it's supposed to be. Yeah, and I think there's a lot to be said for that, because it... I mean, movies, there's, like, this weird, I don't know, there's, like, an interesting thing with, like, not every movie needs to be, like, art or amazing or, Yeah, but it's like that with books, too, so if we want to relate it to our love of books, which technically, maybe we should talk about that. You know, it's like, I really kind of love um, Jennifer Armentrout's um, series about aliens in West Virginia, and, like, that, like, not well-written you know, like, not the best books ever. But, like, you know what? I have fun every time I read one of yes, those books. Yes, they are like, very entertaining. They're incredibly and sometimes entertaining. sometimes that's all you need a book to be, and sometimes that's all you need a movie to be. And I feel like Battleship, like, succeeds in its mission of being fun and entertaining. Yes. And there's a lot to I think, said. you know, Peter Berg is just like, why would I try to make this art? Yeah, and it's I sort about of feel like, I'm always... fake con- science and aliens. Why what? would you try to make this art. And I always am comparing, I compare Battleship to Pacific Rim all the time because I feel like Pacific Rim gets a lot of love and people really love Pacific Rim and, like, I, I mean, honestly, like, I enjoyed Pacific Rim well enough, I guess, um, but I felt like it was trying to be more than what it was and... I I mean, and obviously science fiction, there's art to science fiction and meaning to it, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. And, like, if, and I, I think I would have enjoyed Pacific Rim more if it had just sort of owned its, you know, being, like, an action-adventure flick with lots of explosions and robots fighting each other. Yes, and we all know how Sarah feels about explosions by this point, right? Yes, I love explosions. (laughs) You know? (laughs) My husband has gotten really into watching Burn Notice. Oh, right. He's watched 99 episodes of Burn Notice. <laughs> 99. That's a lot of Burn Notice. It's a lot That's, of okay, Burn Notice. Okay, you, you get this information when you are not allowed to delete your Netflix history, which you are not allowed to, when you're married, and, and you, you share, share a Netflix, Netflix account, account, you learn these things. Yes. 99 episodes of Burn Notice. And, um... But I have gotten, okay, I've gotten, there's this, like, whole angsty arc in, like, the fifth season that I got really drawn into, because, like, you know me, I'm like, oh, oh my goodness, there's, like, this, like, emotional angsty thing, I'm gonna get totally sucked in. Um, I actually texted Laura, like, I'm really concerned that Michael Weston is, like, not making stuff emotionally available enough for Fiona, and, (laughs) but the thing That was really funny. I was, it was, like, I got really wrapped up in that. And, and he really screws up at the end of season six. Like, I have to say, like, he just, he does not understand Fiona's feelings and, like, that he needs to, you know, she's not going to put up with that shit. And actually, why well, she's a really good female character, I have to say. Like, but she's she, like... Is that G- Gabrielle Anwar? Yes. Okay. Um, but she's like the person who's always blowing crap up. 
And I love that. Like every like <laughs> she like every episode she blows something up and it's just like explosions. Yes. And now and I really like how in Battleship the person who really blows stuff up is Rihanna. Yes. She's the one who blows stuff up. I, I they rely say, on her. I give stuff I up. give movies and TV and books bonus points if they have chicks blowing shit up because that you don't need any extra like upper body strength or anything like that to blow things up. Like you just need to be crafty and good with C four. So I mean, and know how to well wire a fuse or whatever. Stuff, yeah, yes. I mean whatever. I don't. Which know. girls are totally capable of doing? Yeah. All so of I I have to say I get really excited if like you know a woman blows something up. And yes, it's kind of sad, isn't it? <laughs> I like explosions. <laughs> come out of my mouth. They just come out <laughs> like, hey, more chicks will blow shit up. Yes. Um. Oh, my dogs are being delightful. Um. Anyway, is there anything else you wanted to add about the awesomeness of Battleship? I mean, I feel like we haven't even scratched the surface. Um, yes. I think we're really, but the whole point of this is to just try to get people to actually watch it because so many people it, just won't even... Give it a chance. Well, and I feel like there's something to be said for encouraging people. I mean, just because Will Smith is not in it doesn't mean that it's not a worthy alien invasion movie to watch and enjoy. Yeah. No offense to Will Smith. You know, is it bad that I really am kind of hoping Will Smith won't do the Independence Day sequel because... Because we want Michael B. Jordan to be in it? Yes. I don't... Because, you know, they've written two, two scripts for the Independence Day sequel. You know this, right? Did I tell no. you this? So there's two scripts for the Independence Day sequel, and there's one with Will Smith and one without. And both of them would apparently the person they want to be have be in the movie is Michael B. Jordan, who I guess would be like playing like the child of Will Smith or something. Oh, the one who is the child in the first movie. Yeah. Oh. And um but the second one would have Will Smith's the kid be like kind of the star, the main, guy. the main guy, and then the the one with Will Smith would have him be as like a you know like a secondary character. So I personally am in favor for Mike of Michael B. Jordan being the main character. Me too. So no I mean, offense, Will Smith. I love Sorry. Will Smith. I mean, how can you not love Will Smith because Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Yeah, obviously. But, um, Duh. Oh my goodness! For a while, like our local TV had Will Smith on, like had Fresh Prince of Bel Air air on at seven thirty in the morning every morning. <laughs> and we, Josh and I, were like watching that every morning. They had it when on, we were having our coffee. They have, to have it on Nickelodeon now. They must make it night know. or something like that. Yeah, I've been seeing it lately, so. Yeah, I, I, I have to, that show actually holds up. The humor does. I, yes. it, they did some I mean, pretty... people who complain about the bad acting in Battleship, I mean, have you, have you guys watched Independence Day recently? I know, I mean, that's bad. Or your favorite, Con Air. Con Air, yeah. Yeah. I I'm mean, a really big Con Air fan, y'all. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> I mean, there's like, I mean, this. I'm not even a Nicolas Cage fan per se, I but I really can't like stand Con Cage. Air because it's so hilarious. His bad like Alabama accent and his like constantly moving hairline. 
I mean, people really seem to think that LeBron James's hairline moves a lot, and I have you guys looked at Nicholas Cage? Oh, it's it's abhorrent. It like blows LeBron James's moving hairline so, out of the water. I actually have a good Nicholas Cage story. It's not a particular. Well, it's not that good. But when I lived in Ireland, this was a long time ago, and this is when Nicolas Cage was kind of at his height of, like, being a big star. Oh. Um, he ended up, he was in Ireland, I don't know, doing, like, a press for a movie, or maybe filming a movie or something, and the guy who was, like, the main, there was this guy who was on the radio in Ireland, everyone listened to the radio obsessively, and his name was Jerry Ryan, and Jerry Ryan died a couple years ago, which makes me very sad, but he did, like, five hours of radio in the morning, and That's he a long had, time. yes, it was crazy, and like everyone felt like they knew Jerry. It was a very interesting thing. Yeah. And so Jerry had told this great story about running into Nicolas Cage and chatting with him, and um, Nicolas Cage asked him where he lived, and he's like, oh, I live over near Clontarf Castle, which is this, like, building in the north side of Dublin. And Nicolas Cage says to him, oh, do you know if it's for sale? Like, he... <laughs> to buy. That's pretty hilarious. I know. And like, and he's like, well, it's like a historic landmark, so I'm pretty sure it's not. <laughs> <laughs> like, Nicholas Cage just did not want to continue the conversation with him after he found out that the castle was not for sale and Jerry Ryan could do nothing for him to help him find a castle. That is my Nicholas Cage story. It's not a great story, but... I think that's funny, though. So, I think it's but pretty if funny. we're gonna do, like, reader's advisory a la Molly Weta from... What is her Wrapped book? up in books. Wrapped up in books. Sorry, Molly. I do read your blog regularly. I just couldn't remember the name of yeah. it for a second. But Molly does a lot of great reader advisory in her library where she's very good at being like, if you like this kind of book, you'll like this book mm-hmm. probably. So if we're going to do movie advisory a la yeah. this concept, I think it's pretty safe to say that if you like Con Air, you will like like Battleship. Battleship. I would say that is true. I think also if you like Independence Day, you'll like Battleship. If you like Independence Day, or if you like Armageddon, you'll probably like Battleship. But you know, I will say, like, I watched Olympus Has Fallen, which was promised as, like, awesome, like, terrible-tastic. Terrible-tastic. It was just terrible. Like, it was, like, trying to take itself really seriously as an Mm -hmm. action movie. And I was pretty disappointed because I thought it had, like, battleship potential. Yes. And it, so I would recommend don't watch Olympus Has Fallen, especially if you, you know, that's not a good, that's not a good watch-alike. Oh, okay. Yeah. I will keep that in mind. It's terrible. It's on Netflix. Just don't be tempted. So more, like, more if you like Olympus Is Falling than you'd like Prometheus, maybe? Yes. Okay. Yes. But you really shouldn't like Prometheus for many reasons. Anyways. That movie is so problematic. Yes. And just, like, I don't even know where to start with that movie. I know. It's really the worst movie I've ever seen. And I have seen, like, I love bad movies. Like, I watched In Time, starring Justin Timberlake. And I enjoyed it. I have no shame about enjoying it. <laughs> Are you laughing at me? You've well, watched it, haven't you? I've watched parts of it, but, I mean, it's, you're a little bit biased towards Justin Timberlake. But I enjoyed it just because it was but like... But if it wasn't Justin Timberlake? It would depend on who it was. I mean, Justin Timberlake kind of makes it... Because he's not a great, like, action movie star because it's Justin Timberlake. I mean, unless it's, like, some sort of dance-off action movie, which I would totally go see on premiere night. Um, Has there ever been a dance-off action movie? Somebody should get on that. Peter um, Berg, maybe in the Battleship sequel. Yeah, I have, mean, like, I don't think, like, um... Like, what was that one? Like, Step Up? 
the, I don't know, that, like, dance competition movie? I don't know. Did I don't that count as action adventure? No. Not really. Yeah, no, there should be a dancing action movie. Okay, That'd be so, amazing. Hollywood. Get on I mean, that. if we can have aliens that are defeated by water and aliens that are defeated by light, why can't we have aliens that are defeated by Justin Timberlake's mad dancing skills? I think that's an excellent point. We're all vulnerable to that anyway. I mean, it'd be great commentary on, like, you know, the nature of humanity or what have you. Yes. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay so Sorry. on that note, I don't really think I have... No, I think, I've, I think we've exhausted this topic, amazingly. Yes. I didn't think it was possible because but we had managed to talk about Battleship for 48 minutes. And considering we talked about Battleship for a significant amount of time before we started recording... Not too bad, is it? No, not at all. Yeah, go us. All right, guys, um, we're gonna wrap up. Um, so we hope you enjoy we our hope little you detour from book talk. Yeah, and if you have other ideas of things you'd like us to chat about or stuff people you'd like us to talk to, um, please drop a note in the comments on the site clearicefullshelf.com because I know a lot of you just listen on iTunes and have probably never listened. Uh, never gone to the blog, which is kind of funny. <laughs> I uh, hey, however you listen, yeah. Never but if you boat. do have ideas, we're always welcome. We're always welcome to um, drop a note to us um, in the comments, or just send us an email via our contact page because we want to know who you people are who listen to the to us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Thank bye. Thanks for listening to the Clear Eyes Full Shelves podcast. Be sure to check out our book reviews, recommendations, opinion, and all-around nerdy badassery at clearizefullshelves.com or on Twitter at Full Shelves. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes. Until next time, Clear Eyes Full Shelves can't lose.